As we're aware, of course, COVID forced many employees to work from home, an arrangement which has continued to a lot of workplaces post-pandemic. Now, however, there has been a push from many employers to bring workers back into the office full-time. There's a little bit of resistance, I think. Joining us now to explain a bit more is Professor Julia Richardson, Head of Curtin's University School of Management and Marketing. Good afternoon. You're not home, are you, Julia? I'm not at home. I'm sitting in my office. <laughs> You're a good example. Thank you for joining us today. <laughs> yes, it's um, something that we've never had to experience before. The COVID changed so many things at the time and working from home was really the only option, I think, that everyone had as far as business mm-hmm. goes. But it just seems people have settled into that, haven't they? They have indeed, yes. I think we've got a large number of people who kind of got used to working from home and research shows very, very clearly that they got used to, you know, not having the commute, saving gas prices and so forth. So I think they've really got into this routine. Yes, it is amazing. Without technology, this wouldn't have happened. I can't even even imagine how we would have got through, you know, keeping the the Mm. workplace going back in the COVID days. Now, it's interesting that you've mentioned here too that many employers are realising that while working from home can be a way of attracting top talent, a lot Mm. of people, it's a negative impact on office culture, isn't it? That's a fact. Oh, very much so. And this is certainly what research has shown. And in fact, employees themselves know this. That's one of the things they miss. They miss chatting with their colleagues, they miss that knowledge transfer, they miss those chats at the water cooler and so on. So they're also missing that. Oh, absolutely. I I can't even imagine not coming in, you know, with a group of people around us. We are, like I said to someone earlier, we're pack animals, we like human contact. So, and I would have imagined at home, I can't speak for everyone, but there might have been distractions like the dog might need to go for a walk or you might need to go to the Mm. shop or something. How do they handle that? Yeah, that's an interesting one. And I think we also have to think about how many days a week people are wanting to work from home. If you wanting to work from home five days a week, that obviously presents some challenges for office culture. And you've got to train yourself to work from home, yeah. not putting a, a load of laundry in, you know, during your break and extending your work hours and so forth. Mm. I can see the advantages of not having to use your car every day with the cost of living and that sort of thing these days. And, you know, it's better for the environment too when you think about it. But now we do have to compromise. It's also something you mentioned here that a lot of employees would actually like to give up the job if it means they have to go into the office. So they're very, you know, quite sound about their opinions, aren't they? Oh, very much so. And I think that's something that employers need to really bear in mind, that if you've got employees who they're enjoying working from home, they feel they're being very productive, things are going very well, then the question is, why should I go back into the office? Mm. And we know that, for example, in very large studies, employees have said, I would rather carry on working from home than have a promotion or even a pay rise. Well, the situation is, though, if your employer is paying you money to work for them. They do have rules that everyone has to follow. That's right, yeah, but then the question is, they're paying you, and from an employee's perspective, you could say, well, you're paying me to turn out so much productivity. 
does that payment that you're giving me require me to come into the office? So the argument could well be, mm. I'm performing very well, why should I come into the office? It's a bit arrogant, quite frankly. But the thing is, it's traditional that we would go into the workplace. That's what's changed. That tradition it has been broken. Very much so. Yeah. It has. And, and I think you make a really good point there, Jenny, because when we think about it, the global pandemic changed all our lives yes yeah very much and so i think it opened up new opportunities the difference of course as well is it depends on the nature of the labor market mm. who's uh, in the strongest position i was going to ask you that because you've said here as the shift of power gone to the workers absolutely so for example if it's a workers job market and you're having multiple job offers then in some respects you're in a negotiating position. Now, were that to flip around, then obviously the power dynamic would go towards the employer. Yeah, I, I think it's quite incredible that you can say, nope, I'm not going to come in, I'm going to leave. If, mm-hmm. oh, it's amazing. Yeah. What about the future of workplaces? What do you think, what do you, in your mind do you think would happen? Okay, I think the way it's going to go with remote working, and I think this is crucial, it doesn't have to be either or so you're not necessarily working from home five days a week you could be working from home say two days a week or even one day a week and it's about engaging in that negotiation process Mm. but always remembering that it is the responsibility of the employer and the employee to provide goods and services to the client or the customer. Oh, absolutely. Businesses would suffer otherwise. What other incentives employers could offer, do you think, if they wish their, for their workers to go back into the office? Okay, so the first thing, of course, would be having a very welcoming, positive organisational culture. So, for example, if an employee feels that the culture is somewhat toxic in the workplace, they're not going to go back into the workplace. Mm. Things like parking are really important, of course. Yeah, true. You know, the question is, am I going to go into the city and pay $25 for the afternoon or even more to work? Uh, Then that presents a significant barrier to me. So can employers provide things like free parking, positive organisational <laughs> culture, activities around the workplace to make it much more welcoming? i tell you what, negotiations have changed, haven't they? <laughs> haven't they indeed? Oh my goodness, that really is amazing. Now to set up at home to run mm. your, your job effectively, it wouldn't be that easy. I mean, at work you've probably got two screens, you've got, you know, internet and all mm. that. So you'd have that at home, don't get me wrong. But they'd have to have a special room wouldn't they to get away from the the daytime activities in your home if you've got children that, that's a really really good point jenny because when we think about the setup in the in the home space mm. from a health and safety legislation perspective then the employer can often be responsible for ensuring that you have adequate technological support that you have a dedicated workspace and we know in some countries for example that employers have been liable for an employee hunched over the kitchen table trying to do their work Mm, not good now and insurance you mentioned safety Uh, we have insurance Mm. cover at work in the workplace but Mm. at home would you would the company have to cover you at home during working hours It would depend very much on the individual circumstance, but certainly employers would have to be doing their uh, due diligence 
Yeah. And the thing is, they don't have to get dressed up and <laughs> the ladies put on any makeup. I mean, if they do a call on their phone and it's visual, mm. they still have to make a bit of an effort, don't they? Absolutely. And I think, again, we found this in a very large study several years ago that we had some people who were remaining in their pyjamas all day. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> I don't want to visualise that. Right, <laughs> Look, the other thing too, and I know it's been said by many, I mean, we just talk, say this, the CBD at the moment, the, the, the offices in the buildings must all, not all, a lot would be very empty and the city suffers and all these people that go Absolutely. and buy coffee and their lunches, they really feel that. Absolutely, and again, that's a great point because when we think about the employer, the employer is paying often very high rates for real estate and then when they're looking out and they're not seeing anybody there at their desks, then obviously questions are going to be raised. Do we need this real estate in a very expensive location? Good point. And we know that there's been a negative impact, as you say, on dry cleaners, on local coffee shops, on transport services. So it does affect a much broader community than we might at first think. Well, it's changing the world, isn't it, really? The whole thing. Who would have imagined this? It is very much so, and I think the other thing as well is that the longer it continues, then employees may well make decisions about where they're going to live. They may buy a house much further away from the original workspace, and then they're going to be even less willing to go into the office. So they actually make life decisions Hmm. around their work arrangement. I can't see the ones that are loving working from home changing their thinking at all. What you're saying, yes, they might go buy cheaper housing and go out further. but They, they may well yeah. do that, absolutely. But then the flip side of that, of course, and we know that oftentimes people in the rural, remote and regional communities may struggle to find employment commensurate with their skills. So actually this opens up new job opportunities for them if they can work remotely. If you've got a company that you work for or you have worked for overseas, say for some time, and you wanted to come back to Australia, I think there's a lot of people that are able to do that. Yes, they are in some circumstances. Uh, And we know that for many, many years people have worked in global teams And so, again, it provides opportunity for regional mobility and global mobility as well. Mm. And I think also after the global pandemic, you know, individuals realised how important it was to be close to family. Yeah, absolutely right. We've learned so much, haven't we, from it all. The good and the bad, (laughs) the good and the bad side of it. Okay, you're not tempted to work from home, Julia. I actually work from home one day a week. I find it really helpful to get some focused work done. But other than that, I love coming onto campus. I'm with you. To enjoy that experience and, you know, the greenery it's just beautiful and to see colleagues as well i couldn't agree with you more i'd hate to be sitting at home and (laughs) can't stand it thank you so much julia for your information today you are more than welcome thank you professor julia richardson Hmm, what do you think